Let's go to the Word of God in Second uh, Corinthians. The fourth chapter. And we're going to start on the 16th verse. Second Corinthians 4 and 16. I thank God for the choir singing a song. Amen. I'm looking for a miracle. Amen. And I requested that song because in part of that song, it says, I see the invisible. Amen. Okay? I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. Amen. Um Pastor Cornette was doing Bible study on a Tuesday night and he read a scripture and part of the scripture just kind of stayed with me. The fourth chapter and we're going to look at the um, sorry, at the 16th verse and it says this Wherefore henceforth know we not no man Second uh, Corinthians 4, hold it, I'm 4, 16. Uh, yes. Okay. While we look not at the things, this is the 18th verse, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things that are not seen, for the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that I've seen that I've not seen are eternal. And, um, okay, let's start, let's start with the 16th verse. For which cause we faint not, but though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is um, but a moment, working for a um, far more exceeding and eternal way of glory. And then the 16th verse, the 18th verse, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, the things but are not seen, um, even for the things that are not are temporal, but the things that are seen are eternal. This is all I want to take, to take a look at today. Looking at the things that are not seen. That seems almost like a contradiction. But it, it tells us in the, in, the, um, in the scripture, it says, in the very, while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So we want to use what's on today. Looking at the things that are not seen. All right? Now, how do we look at things that are not seen? We have to define the word look here. And to define the word look in is this word called scopio. And just take aim, as spy, uh, regard, consider, take heed, look on, mark, to look at an object, to contemplate, to give attention, and to spy out. All right? Now let's take, let's take a look at this, at this word. In um, Luke 11 and 35, it talks about the word light here. 
And in Luke 11 and 35, it says, um, Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee um, be not darkness. And so this light is the same as this look. All right? We're going to go a little bit further. In, in Romans 16 and 17, it uses the word mark. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, Romans 16 and 17 talks about marking the perfect man. Um, in Romans 16, chapter, and the 17th verse, Romans 16 and 17. Let me get that. It says, I beseech you, brother, mark them which uh, cause division upon, um, among you and offenses contrary to the brother which have heard, heard and avoid them. Okay. And one scripture says, mark the perfect man. Now, when you mark, it's not a casual look. You're looking at a person kind of intensely. And you're seeing, if you're marking the perfect man, you're going to see the ways of that man. And then you're going to follow that man. And you know what? At the end of that man is what? Peace. And you say, I want peace. And the end of this man is peace. So I'm going to mark this perfect man so I can have peace. All right? Um, Galatians talks about considering. The sixth chapter, the first verse, it talks about considering. In Galatians 6 and 1, it says, um, it talks about considering. And um, spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness considering thyself lest thou be tempted alright so that consideration is to look deep upon this is the same as our scripture to take aim to spy to consider to look on to look towards an object look not on every man on the things of his own but the things of others and, and another scripture says, Brothers, be followed of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us as example. Mark them which walk so. Now, let's go to Numbers. We're going to show you something in Numbers here where um, this whole idea of looking was really something. In the 13th chapter of Numbers. And we're going to start in the second verse. In the 13th chapter of Numbers, we're going to see something here. This is when Israel went to spy out the land. 
And in the second verse, the 13th chapter, the second verse says, Then um, send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel, of every tribe of the Father, and ye shall send a man of every um, of me, every one, a ruler, someone among them. What they, what they did is they took a man from every every tribe. So there was twelve spies. Okay, all right. Verse. Let's go on to verse twenty-three. And they returned from searching the land after forty days. So they spied, they were out to the land, spying out the land for 40 days. If we take today's day and we would go from today's day, 40 days later, we, that's how long they were in the, um, the land of milk and honey. And they were spying out the land, okay? Joshua in verse 30 said, And Caleb, um, Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let's go up at once and possess it, for we are we, we are well able to overcome. And so when they spied the land, Caleb said, Let's take the land, because this is what God told us to do. Alright? This is the people's response in verse 33. And there we saw giants, the son of Anak, which come of them, giants, and we were in our sight as grasshoppers, and we were in, the, in their sight. So what happened is that the 12 spies went over, they took a vote, it was um, 10 to 2, and they voted themselves right out of the promised promise land. You know what? What they saw made them turn away from what God said. You see that? What they saw turned them away from what God said. And therefore, in the, in the 14th chapter, God put a curse on them. Um, in the 34th verse, it says, After the number of the days in which he Search the land, even the days, days each day for a year shall you be forbear your iniquities for they um, for forty years, and you shall know my um, breach of promise. They cursed themselves. God said, "Go and take a look at the land and possess it," and they was over there forty years. And so they had to wind up staying in the wilderness 40 years. They had to spend a day, they had to spend a year for every day that they were disobedient to God. A, a year for a day of disobedience to God. That's a high price to pay for disobedience. Our, our subject is looking at the things that are not seen. And that seems like a contradiction. We have this water here. Let's take a look at this water here. And this water is clear. But now, you put this water under a microscope. <laughs> We're talking about scoping now. You take a, you take a drop of that water, put it under a microscope, you're going to see something living. 
And, and, and we drinking it. <laughs> we don't realize the stuff living in our water. But we can't see it. You know, that might be a good thing that we can't see <laughs> what we drink. You see, if you take a scope, a microscope, it will enlarge things that you can't see with your natural eyes. Because they're too small. Alright? So we look on the things that we cannot see. In the natural, it takes a microscope. There are some things that are just too small and we can't see them. Now, there are some things that are too far away and we can't see them. But if we get a telescope, we can see some of those things. I know. Now, I was just studying telescopes. They, telescopes are really high tech. Now, not only will they tell you how far away something is, but they can give you the temperature of the thing that is, because they did it for those meteorites. They didn't want to know how hot, hot those meteorites are. So now, we can look at the things that we can't see if we get a microscope and if we get a telescope. We can look at the things that we cannot see. So now we're going to take a look at here in the 16th verse, we're going to look at the outward man versus the inward man in the, um, going back to our um, 1st Corinthians and 2nd uh, Corinthians 4 and 16. We're going to go back there, 2nd uh, Corinthians 4 and 16. We're going to take a look at the outward man versus the inward man. We're going to take a look at um, time versus eternity. And we're going to look at the things that we can see versus the things that we cannot see. All right. So the outward man. The outward man refers to the physical body subject to decay and moving toward death. Our bodies are decaying. And yet, there is a lot of time, effort, and money put on our men. Let's just take clothing, for example. There are clothing stores that make a living of selling clothes, just clothes. I think about um, just a men's suit store. And they can make a lot of money just from their selling of clothes because the outer man has a lot of money put into the outer man. If you don't like the color of your hair, you can change it. <laughs> With no money, you can change it. If you don't like the length of your hair, <laughs> you can change it for no money. If you don't have no hair at all, <laughs> And, and you want some <laughs> for enough money, you can get you some hair. You know? If you don't like your nose for enough money, they'll change it. You know, people have died in cosmetic surgery, something they didn't really need, but they had the cosmetic surgery and wind up dying. Because of um, cosmetic surgery. 
So the outward man is moving toward death. Another um, way is put in this in this First um, Corinthians talks about an earthen vessel. Sometimes we get weak, we have tears, we we have troubles, we have perplexities, we have fears in this earthen vessel. So we have the outward man, we have the earthen vessel vessel. In First Corinthians 15th chapter and the 53rd verse is talked about corruptible. And that means that we're decaying and we're perishing. Um, in so that deals with the outward man. Let's talk about the inward man. The inward man refers to the human spirit that has the spiritual life of Christ. We experience um, ongoing renewal and a constant impartation of the Holy Spirit through our inward man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, now we look at the inward man. The, the, the inward man is that um, mortal. It's immortal. It's not mortal to God. It's the terrestrial. We get, sometimes we get to mix up. Celestial, terrestrial. The um, terrestrial is the worldly, the, in, the, 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 um, the worldly, and the celestial is above, above and beyond the sky. Okay? Um, we're going to see that the outward man is going to perish, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. Okay? Um, and so, within this inward man, I talked about the earthly vessel, Within this inward man is a treasure. It's a heavenly treasure. Um, it's, a, it's a divine power. Uh, it means that we're more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who has strengthened us. That's all on the inside. Um, and that our weakness and troubles and suffering and um, it's going to be revealed in our bodies. Alright? Okay. So that's an outward man versus an inward man. The outward man is perishing. The inward man is being renewed day by day. We're looking, God wants us to look on the things that are not seen. Okay? He wants us to put out effort. He wants us to scope out the things that are not seen versus the things that are seen. Let's deal with time and eternity. In verse uh, 17, it talks about a moment. And this moment has time. In time, we have hardships. Um, and if we remain faithful to Christ, he's going to give us grace to face, to place, to face the hardships. All right? Um, when we deal with eternity... We deal with the glory that's uh, already present, but fully, it's not, it's, it's going to be fully experienced in the future. When we reach our heavenly inheritance, there used to be a song that we sang a long time ago, I'll trade a lifetime for just one day in paradise. A whole lifetime, I'll trade this life of being in this body for one, just one day in paradise. And um, we see that in our um, 
Second Corinthians. You see, in in our um, Second Corinthians four, um, the fourth chapter, we see that we are troubled, we're perplexed, we're persecuted, and we're cast out. And in this life, we're going to experience some sickness, some tragedy. But when our circumstances seem to be more than what we can bear, God will give us inner strength to bear all those outward circumstances that we're going to deal with in life. Okay? So under no circumstances will God leave us. He said he will never leave us nor forsake us. He's going to always be there. But also we see that in 1 Corinthians, even though they're troubled, perplexed, and persecuted, cast down, they're not distressed. Yes, sir. They're not in despair. They're not forsaken. And they are not destroyed. Okay? All those things come upon us. But God gives us hope. And we, we, we need to look at the things that are not seen. I'm going to talk about that now. So what, what do we see? We're going to go to that part. Verse 18. Things which I've seen. We see this podium. We see these, this, these benches. They got lumbar support. Good for your back. <laughs> we see beautiful stained glass windows. We see automobiles driving. What's going to happen to all these things? 2 Peter 3 and 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works there. Everything that you see is going to be burnt up. It's going to be burning. All the things that we see, God's going to burn it. He ain't going to do it by water this next time. We're going to do it by fire. So now we have to take a look at what is not seen. We can't see God. We can't see Jesus. We can't see the Holy Ghost. But God is saying, that's what I need to look for. Those are things I need to scope out. I need to scope out God. What is God doing? I need to scope out the Holy Ghost. I need to scope out Jesus. Those are things I need to focus in on. Um, so how do we get there? You know, Elijah had a servant. And the servant wasn't as, as quite as spiritual as Elijah was. He couldn't see things. Now, we have to ask ourselves the question, what do I do with a person that's not as spiritual? That's how you ain't spiritual enough for me. Or when you got to a situation that, 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 that Elijah's servant couldn't see what he saw, he didn't tell him, you're not spiritual enough. He said, God, open his eyes. <laughs> that's what he told him. He said, God, open his eyes. And that's what I'm praying. That's what be our prayer. That God will open our eyes and we can look on the things that are not seen. God, open our eyes. 
And God granted that, that prayer. Just in 2 Kings 6 and 17, it says, Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw horses and chariots and fire around about them. This principle of the scripture is something that we know well. The scripture tells us, but first seek ye the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And these things are going to be added. You see, we walk by faith and not by sight. Okay? Um, when Jesus encountered Thomas, Thomas believed God after he saw him. Put his fingers in his side and in his hands. But Jesus said something. He said, a greater is those that don't believe, that believe, and they haven't seen. It's better for those who haven't even seen and still believe. Yes, sir. And that's where we are today. We're, we're at the point where we're, um, we're not walking by sight, but we're walking by faith. All right? Let's go to Revelation 20, 21. We're going to close here with this. In the 21st chapter of um, Revelation, it, it talks about heaven. <laughs> In the second verse, it says, I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Let's go down to verse 12. I want to show you something here. Verse 21. And in the 12th verse it says, And had a wall of great high and twelve gates at the gates twelve angels and the names Therein written, which are the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. You know, I've never seen gold streets transparent as glass. But you know what? I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, it was it was really something. My wife and I went to Alaska. During that time of year, they had 22 hours of daylight. 22 hours. When we got up this day and went to bed today, I don't know, we never saw a night. <laughs> it's just 22 hours of daylight. But you know something I never seen? I never seen a, a, a time when we don't need the sun at all. And the Bible says God is going to be a light of the city. He's going to light up the city. And you know what? I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I've I, I never seen the pearly gates. And I've never seen all those different stones of jasper and all those different stones of beauty. But you know what? I'm looking forward to that. You know, our prayer today is that if you can't see what God's doing in His Word, 
Our only prayer is that God will open your eyes. Then the next prayer is that I will be able to let go. Sometimes our eyes are open and we're just holding on to this stuff. Like we're going to take it to eternity. Use it for now. But realize that it's going to all be burned up. One day. You got to go on and leave that. Um, we want to look at the things that are not seen. We want to scope out those things like a microscope, like a telescope. We want to scope out those things that are not seen versus the things that we see every day. Those things are temporal. But the things that we don't see are eternal. We don't see God. We don't see Jesus. We don't see the Holy Ghost. But we want to scope out God. We want to scope out Jesus. We want to scope out the Holy Ghost. We're going to spend some time. The spy was in the land for 40 days and just spying on somebody for 40 days. That's a long time just to be looking at somebody. But God wants to take a lifetime. You see, they were cursed for every day by a year. But we want to be blessed <laughs> every day by a year that we want to seek God. So I'm going to seek God for a lifetime. And God's going to in turn give me eternity. Let's stand.